you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to my favourite person to talk to, <laughs> me. <laughs> um, I recently went through a massive change in my life and probably you won't think it was that big a deal, but for me it was a really, really big deal. And let me tell you, change is hard and the favourite thing I've been saying to people at the moment is don't do it. Just stay in your comfort zone where it's nice and safe and cozy and never leave it because it's fucking hard. (laughs) Obviously, that's a joke. So I have owned a hair salon for over 13 years and people get a little bit judgy about us hairdressers. Let me give you some examples. We've had clients make comments such as, oh, I was going to be a hairdresser, but then I thought I'm too smart for that. (laughs) Yep. Comments like that get thrown around. Uh, It's disgusting uh, and you wouldn't believe it, but it happens. I have had clients um, fat shame my staff before. I had someone actually say to me about one of my apprentices that she should not be wearing that outfit and you need to tell her to not wear anything like that to work. Um, because she was too fat for it. I told that client to fuck off naturally. Um, So, and it's interesting because there seem, some people do seem to think that us hairdressers aren't the brightest sparks, I guess. But let me tell you something, that hair salon was the best fucking business I could have had for the last 13 years. There is a lot to be said for a good old-fashioned bricks-and-mortar hair salon. Let me tell you why. First of all, you can't get a haircut online. You can't watch a tutorial on how to cut your own hair. Well, you can, but you'd probably look like an absolute fuckwit by the time you were finished. Hairdressing survives all financial crises. I had my business through the GFC, and through COVID last year. And let me tell you, people are vain as fuck. It doesn't matter how financially uh, difficult times can be. Us hairdressers are at the bottom of the list when it comes to cutbacks. People will fire their shrink, their house cleaner, their dentist. But the hairdresser, we always stay no matter what. People would live on cans of baked beans and still get their hair done. True freaking story. So I'm really proud of that business. It was a bloody good business and it supported me when I was a single mum and raising, we have four children, my husband and I, and it's given me a lot of flexibility to be a mum as well as have a business. And I've been lucky to have only worked three days a week if that, two and a half, for the last 10 years, uh, while I st- while I st- is that even a word? 
whilst I raise my kids. And I'm there for most school pickups and drop-offs. And it's paid me a six-figure income. This is not something I normally like to say. And I feel like an absolute dickhead. And i talking numbers like that. But it has. And I don't mean, um, you know, it's turned over. Uh, that was my wage. It was a six-figure wage. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Can't say I ever absolutely loved hairdressing, but I loved the people and I've made so many amazing connections and friends from that business. It will, for the rest of my days, be one of the best things I ever did. I bought it when I was 25 and I did not have a single cent to my name and I actually mean that. I'm not just bullshitting so it sounds like a really good success story. It's true. I had nothing. I'd been traveling overseas and I'd spent every last dime. I'd actually been fired from uh, my previous job because they wanted me to sign this ridiculous workplace contract saying that I couldn't work for like 50 million kilometers for the rest of my life. And I said, no, I'm not signing that. And they said, well, if you don't sign it, you don't have a job here. I said, fine, sweet. I want to start my own salon anyway. And off I went to buy my own salon with no money. And I was going around and I was making offers on businesses for quite a lot of money, not having any money, written offers too, signing off on them and everything. Anyway, when I was 17, I was supposed to be going to university because I was actually, believe it or not, very smart at school and my parents really, really wanted me to go to university. But I didn't want to go to university. And I remember saying to my dad, I don't want to go to university. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, I just want to own my business and work for myself. And he said, we're well, 17, you can't do that. So go and find something that you like to do. And we'll help you, we'll figure out buying a business later. So that's what I did. I became a hairdresser. I did go to uni for one day. It sucked. So I became a hairdresser and so once I was 25 and I'd left my job, rang my dad up and said, right, it's time to make good on that promise. I want to buy a salon and you need to help me. I have no money. And my poor dad is a farmer and uh, farmers go through some pretty tough times. There are droughts that can last for years and this was a period of time where there had been a drought for several years, probably the worst one ever in his 60-odd years of farming. And he said, I'm really sorry. This is just the worst possible time to be doing this. We can't help you. And I was like, Dad, you'll find a way. <laughs> you'll figure it out. And I know that I am sounding like an absolute spoiled brat, but I promise you I'm not. Anyway, I just kept at it, kept nagging and nagging and nagging and ringing him every day and putting offers in in shops and eventually he got on board. And what happened was a family member uh, borrowed some money against their house and they lent me the money. How freaking amazing is that? My parents also lent me some money as well. And I'm pleased to say that I paid back every single last dollar within two years and have been debt-free ever since, never owned a credit card or anything for my business. So I know for a while there I sounded like an absolute wanker and spoiled brat, 
but my parents have raised me to value money. I never, ever, ever owe anybody anything and I'm very big on paying back. And it's just so incredible they gave me that opportunity and I'll be forever, ever grateful because that is a massive thing, which I didn't realize at the age of 25. I kind of was a bit cocky and thank God it all worked out. So I've loved this business and it has been my baby and making the decision to walk away from it was the super hardest thing in the world to do and everybody told me that I was fucking crazy. You don't sell a good business, they said. Why don't you just hire a manager and sit back and do nothing? That one I've been asked a lot, like a lot. Just hire a manager, just hire a manager. I don't know. For me, one of the things that I believe makes a business successful is as the owner, you have to have your finger on the pulse at all times. Your staff and the culture that um, you create with your staff, that comes from you. Um, I don't know, that flows through the clients. You have to be all over it. You have to know what's going on. You have to know if your clients are happy, pissed off, coming back, not coming back. And I get that a manager can do that, but I don't believe in it. I couldn't fully, and I have always had managers, don't get me wrong, and they've been fabulous, fabulous. And if you're listening to this, every single one of you were just so loyal and amazing to me, and I'm so grateful. I probably couldn't have lasted as long as I did without them. However, I just am not the type of person that could sit back and go, I'm going to let another person take care of my baby. And that worked for me. It worked well because it was highly profitable. Um, I believe I created a place that has such an ongoing reputation. It's a little bit iconic in in the suburb. It's in in Perth, well-respected and has a really – amazing following so I'm proud of that and I don't believe that's something that can necessarily be achieved when you just handball it to a manager so that's my belief that's how I felt and so I made the decision to walk away and I've walked away for this (laughs) to become a famous podcaster (laughs) okay clearly I'm joking but you never know that could happen right uh, no, for my business, Elsa Mitchell, which I started a few years ago with my friend Christy, and obviously it wasn't called Elsa Mitchell then, it was called Bee Directory. And if you've followed me so far, you will know that she got very, very sick and we had to part ways. And something that I took from that experience is that life is so fucking short. Um, Christy was the healthiest person I knew she was toxin free organic she was like an absolute health nerd to so so much so that I absolutely used to pull the piss out of her like you wouldn't believe she was the last person on the planet that I ever expected to get cancer and such a severe diagnosis as well so from that I learned life is short And so I decided to get rid of my business that is making me so much money and I love it for my other business that is not currently really making me any money. (laughs) But I'm confident it will now it has my full 
attention. But selling the salon, I was really, really lucky that I managed to hand it over to one of my staff, the very beautiful Melissa, who is exactly me 10 years ago, and I'm so proud of her. And it has been the best possible transaction. Um, Do we want to call it a transaction? But you get what I mean. The best handover it possibly could be. And people keep asking me, why, why, why have you sold it? A lot of people have said, I'm not surprised. I have no idea how the hell you were doing your life for as long as you have been. Um, Like I say, I have three children and uh, a stepdaughter and a husband who owns um, his own luxury high-end building company. Our lives are very, very busy. We have guitar lessons, ballet lessons, jazz lessons, soccer football, surfing, (laughs) kids do every activity on the planet. It's not annoying at all. And so a lot of people have said, I'm not surprised. I have no freaking idea how you were doing it. And I say, I wasn't doing it. That's why I'm batshit crazy because I had too much on my plate. So this was a matter of the heart. I love that business. It was a great business. But deep down inside of me, I know that I am – meant to be doing something else, which I believe is my business mentoring for Elsa Mitchell, which I absolutely love. And so I've decided to take a huge gamble and walk away from my business and do this. So that is my story. The change, um, making the decision has been the hardest thing ever. And then actually going through with it, super hard. I Actually, it's been hands down the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. <laughs> and I've been a single mum with one-year-old twins before. <laughs> that was a walk in the park compared to this. It's gut-wrenching because I've got so many people there that I love and so many relationships and I'm going to miss those people. I think that when you have a job to get up and go to or a business, some days you might wake up and you're feeling super depressed or super anxious and you just want to lay around the house in your pajamas and cry and um, eat peanut M&Ms and drink Coke. Uh, but when you have to show up, and I would show up no matter what, no matter how sick I was or how much I felt like shit, I would get up, get dressed, do my hair, put my makeup on, look fabulous, and I would show up to work and I would put on the happy Elsa and dazzle my clients and my staff. But when you do that and you have to do it, it's amazing how you very quickly can snap out of that shitty mood you woke up in. It's truly incredible. Or you might go into work and one of your clients will tell you a fucking absolutely gut-wrenching story and you'll think holy shit my life is actually so good um and that is that is pretty powerful whereas so many of us and this is going to be me soon and this is what terrifies me we're working from home right so wake up you feel shit you want to stay in bed you can stay in bed (laughs) you're not really forced to get up do your hair put your makeup on and suck it up um, and I, I know that I speak to a lot of women in business that encounter this problem. It's really, really common. And I've got someone I'm hoping is going to come on in one of the next few episodes to talk to me about this because it is an issue. And I believe the only way to counteract that is to try and 
make some friends <laughs> that you can co-work with. I think having face-to-face online meetings, I know everyone's into automation these days and, you know, um, trying to scale and up their businesses and make millions of dollars for doing fuck all. But I thrive on face-to-face and personal relationships. That's who I am. That's where I get my energy from. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to fill that void in my life. I also love to joke that when I would go to work in the salon, people were so nice to me there. (laughs) Everyone was so happy to see you. Clients were so excited to share their gossip. You know, they would love the hair and they'd be like, thank you so much. You're the best hairdresser in the world. And you get the hugest ego inflation of all time. And then you come home and, you know, everyone at home just treats you like shit. The kids think you're a bloody servant or a chef and the laundry maid. You know, they just talk to you like you're dirt. (laughs) So I've given up my business for that. (laughs) Anyway, I joked at the start, don't get out of your comfort zone, but this is really exciting. And as each week goes by, I get more and more excited about what my new life is going to look like. And I'm hoping that one day I can bring to you a story about how I gave it all up um, and took a chance and it worked out. That's it. That's my story. (laughs) Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.